Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. that look meaning that you started recording yeah oh, okay <laughs> but then it was like how long can we just sit here in silence before one of us for a great podcast noise now we take that part out <laughs> we truncate it we sure Zip. do 0.5 seconds and then it goes away and then we sound succinct oh yeah i mean we are yes absolutely succinct. so smart intelligent Snappy. wise wow witty hi Hello. First movie of the year. Ah. It's 2024. It's 2024. It's the year I get married. Yes. So soon. I know. One month away. <laughs> less? I don't know. Whatever the, however it works out. Probably less. Yeah, probably less. Ah. That's fine. I'm it's fine. fine. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. yeah. First movie of the year. How are you feeling? Great. Feel ready? I'm ready. Ready for a whole year? Yep. Ready to get this year fucking going. Yes. Get yeah, we've been learning all about July 1982, and now we're going to talk about this fucking movie, yeah. which is The Secrets of Nim. I'm Meatwedge. That's Bucket Snake. I think it's just The Secret. Just one secret? I think it's just the, there's just the one. Oh, well, regardless, I'm still Meatwedge. Oh, I'm still Bucket Snake. And this is Replay Rewind. It sure is. It's a podcast about movies, and this is the movie. It is the movie. You've the made secret it. singular of Nim. And I have a question for you. Ask me. Are you good at keeping secrets? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's my job. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. You're basically a therapist. I am good at keeping other people's secrets. I am not good at keeping my own secrets. Same. Yeah. It's so hard, especially if you're excited about it. But it's just like, I need to talk to somebody about this. I know. There's so many times when you like find a perfect present and you're like, I'm going to give this to somebody in two weeks. And you're like, I want to tell you what it is. You're going to be so excited. I know. And then I just do that for two weeks and then hype it up. And then I'm like, isn't it so exciting now that you've gotten it? <laughs> I know. Speaking of, like, we talked about this last year, but you sitting on the fact that you were going to propose for, a, like, two months. Yeah. And you didn't explode. It was so You hard. did get to talk to your friends about it, at least. I talk- And I talked to every client about it. Yeah. Every client that I had knew. Right. <laughs> You're just, like, at the speedway, and they're like, anything else for you, hon? You're like, I'm getting engaged. <laughs> Hopefully she says like, yes. Okay. <laughs> Do you need some cigarettes or <laughs> No, thank you. Um yeah, actually one of my clients the other day was like, The first time that I came to get my hair cut, you were talking about how you were gonna propose oh. and now it's almost time for your wedding. And I was oh. like, That's so cute. That is cute. Yeah. But yeah, I can keep a secret. I kept that secret. It was mm-hmm. hard. And I can keep other people's secrets. Yeah. Most of the time. I yeah. am a lot better at it now than I used to be. Yeah. Because when I was younger, I did have a hard time if somebody told me something that I felt like someone else needed to know. Yeah. I did really struggle with that of being like, 
this is important for this other person. Mm-hmm. I need I need to at least tell them to talk to this. You know, like I would just like get too involved. Now I'm like, huh, a secret. <laughs> Interesting. Well, good luck. Yeah. Yeah. But as yeah, as I've gotten older, I just really love to just mind my own business. It's great. Yep. I'm staying over here. Oh, yep. what, do you, what do you got going on? I know. I love other people's drama oh, if yeah. it doesn't affect me personally. And I don't want to involve like, myself in it. Please tell me how messy it is over there. I'm not going out. I love to give advice. So mm-hmm. if I'm not mm-hmm. related to the situation at all. Yeah. And it's like, yes, tell me about what a terrible situation it is. Yep. And then I'll tell you what I think they should do. Uh-huh. And then both of us will move on. Yeah. It's great. Love that. Yeah. I, and I love it. I have people all the time with very like niche jobs in very specific industries that will be like, do you want to hear the drama of this very specific thing? And I'm like, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Especially when you're like, I don't know any of these people. Yeah. I'm never going to run into any of these people. I'm going to forget most Spill of the details it. when you leave. Yes. But I'm invested right now. Yeah. So let's hear it. Yeah. I love all of that. But yeah, I'm, I'm the same way where it's like, if you tell me something, I'm not going to tell anybody yeah. you know if you're like this is a secret then i'm keeping it yep yeah i'll just keep it but if it's my secret it's like eh, what are the consequences if i just tell everybody i'm just probably just gonna tell everybody yeah it's fine. If, it's if, just, if it's fun you it's know it's easier yeah i also h- hate the feeling of trying to keep a secret and then someone finding out yeah well and then being like well if you're lying about that what else are you lying about and it, ju- it just feels bad mm-hmm. so i'd just rather say things yeah. Get ahead of it. Yeah. I only like to keep... Sec- I'm not great at lying. Mm-mm. I'm very good at just leaving information out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to straight up tell you, oh, no, I didn't do that when I did. Yeah. I don't like that. But I, I'll i just gloss over it. Maybe we <laughs> just, don't talk about that. Maybe I won't bring it up. Mm-hmm. But I only like... I don't like doing it if the thing is bad. I only yeah. like doing it if it's like, haha, I bought you a thing right, and I'm yeah. going to show you later or yeah. whatever, you know, or I did this nice thing for you. Like, that's the only time I want to do it. I saw a thing that in my ongoing journey to figure out why my brain is the way it is and perhaps it's autism, I saw a post that was like, it isn't that I can't lie, but I can't be insincere. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I feel that's true about myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I could lie if it felt... Because my, my moral code is very, like, dependent on the situation, you know? Mm-hmm. I very much... There are gray areas. I definitely yeah. believe that. And so, like, if I feel like it's in everybody's best interest for me to lie about something, I could do that. Yes. But I can't be insincere. I'm just not good at it. Yeah. I cannot put that act mm-hmm. on. To the point that Hot Toes knows when I'm upset with her or with anything yeah because i won't look at her because i'm like she'll see it yeah then i just won't look yeah but then that makes it obvious too it's like well you only do that (laughs) when you're upset about something i can't yeah i can't be insincere i just can't do it yeah i understand that yeah i know i I have a hard time even i can look at people but you know just keeping my emotions yeah it's like i know i feel i'm putting out different vibes you know because i'm upset and i don't want to necessarily you know but pretending everything is okay you know it's not always like my strong suit yeah because it's just like well it's not and like maybe it will be or maybe we'll talk i don't want to talk about right now but it's just like i'm trying so hard to not like put these vibes out but bitch don't kill my vibe i don't know how people do it well me neither i'm a vibe machine yep just cranking them out like a tiny little space heater for vibes. 
Uh, but why do you ask? Well, because we are covering The Secret of Nim, and I know nothing about this movie, so I saw the word secret, and I ran with it. Yeah. I know that there are mice, and that it's Don Bluth, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's it. There's big scary owl on the cover. Yeah, you sent me the poster today. Yeah. Which I'd never seen before. And I was like, this is just Uncle Dookie from mm-hmm. Rockadoodle, but scarier. Even scarier. Yeah. I remember watching it a bunch when I was a kid, but I can't remember much about it other than I'm pretty sure Nim is like a secret society of mice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it stands for something. Yeah. I don't know what. I don't either. But there it's it's basically like mice trying to survive in a world of owls pretty okay. sure yeah but i don't re- really remember yeah I, I don't know anything i can picture a little like a lady mouse wearing like a red mm-hmm. short cloak on her shoulders yeah and that's literally because yeah. i followed a podcast on spotify called the bluth the whole bluth and nothing but the bluth oh yeah which is a don bluth podcast and yeah. that's their cover image so i'm like i know that's in a movie yep it's in this one i don't know who she is i don't know what she's doing and yeah. nothing yeah uh the only other like mention i've ever heard of it is i think it's from a book but um it's definitely from a book when i was listening to tanis yeah. his name is nicodemus mm. and he was named after one of the mice in this movie oh so there's a nicodemus somewhere what an interesting name. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. I don't know. I know it's probably going to be scary and dark. Yeah. And upsetting. Yeah. Stom Bluth. <laughs> yeah. But it, it'd probably be interesting. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. think he can ever be accused of making boring things. No, absolutely not. So. It probably won't be appropriate for children. No. It'll just be animated. Yeah. Are there... I think I get it confused sometimes with the bridge to Terabithia. Just, I haven't seen that. Because I've never seen that either. But yeah. it's like, are there children in it? Is it just animals? Oh, I thought the bridge to Terabithia was live action. It is. Oh, okay. But I, I just mean the stories. Because oh, they're both books. Oh. And I'm like, I, do, I feel like I have no idea. Yeah, but for some either. reason, they go together in my brain. Huh. I don't know why. I tangle it up with Once Upon a Forest. Mm. That's also Don that? Bluth, right? I, I think know. I've seen it once. But then I get that one confused with Troll in Central Park. Oh, that is, is Don Bluth. Yeah. yeah. It, they all run together in there, and we're going to go watch this one to untangle. Yes, we will compartmentalize. We'll we, put this one in a box. We have one board, of a string board, where yeah. all of the strings are neatly placed, and then we have one board that's just the yarn hasn't even been undone yet. Yeah, it's just we let like some kids <laughs> in the box, and it's all tangled up, and then we're like, okay, yeah. and then we will pull them out one at a time and neatly place them on our board. Exactly. Yeah. So got to untangle this string and see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So. I hope it's not too sad. Yeah. <laughs> that would be, be a hell of a way to start off the year. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Well, you ready? I'm ready. Let's go watch it. Okay. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, that was a fucking gnarly movie. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is gnarly in that movie. Everything is gnarled in that movie. Yeah. Like the, a lot of if, warts. If you had to like sum up the animation style, mm. it is like gnarled. Mm-hmm. Can we add another knot on this tree? Mm-hmm. Yes, we can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah more, at least more three bins. I'll just move them around. Yeah. Yeah. It's like for sure a wild acid trip made by a man who doesn't even do drugs. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, he... thankfully, honestly. Yeah. Because if Don Bluth did drugs, how much worse would it be? <laughs> maybe it would just straighten him all the way out. Oh, yeah, maybe. And it, it would just be like <laughs> a circle in like a blank room moving yeah. around, talking. Yeah. Be like, hmm. Back to normal. Went too far. Too yeah. far, Donathan. Donathan. <laughs> yeah, so um, The Secret of Nim. It's something. <laughs> we're going to talk about it. We sure are. I do have to say, we're going to get into it, but I don't think that this movie was necessarily boring. I think it was, um, you know, the situation. Mm-hmm. But there is a scene where Mrs. Brisby starts singing. Mm-hmm. I fell asleep and I slept for like two hours. <laughs> and then I woke up and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Oops. What happened to the rat? <laughs> Too comforting. <laughs> yeah. She does have a sweet little voice. I know. But anyway, opens on some gnarly old hands mm-hmm. writing with a gnarly magic quill about Jonathan Brisby, who was killed trying to help with the plan. Oh, yeah. Capital T, capital P. The plan. The plan. I love this gnarly old rat writing in his diary. Yeah, it's cute. Because it's never like it is looks very magical, very important very cool but never explain like this is our history or this is the magic tome it's just like i'm just writing in my little diary he's just keeping he doesn't <laughs> remember like he used to you know he's just got to keep it all down yeah i do like this effect of he's holding the quill but then he's like come on ink just kind of yeah waves at it yeah it's doing and it just itself hovers the quill over the page and yeah. it just like writes kind of what he's saying yeah just, but like not exactly. streamlined the process yeah yeah, yeah so He says, dear diary, (laughs) today my friend Jonathan was killed and I'm not sure what to do about his widow because she doesn't know about the plan. She doesn't know about Nim and she's going to be waiting for Jonathan to come home and he's not going to come home. Yeah. Is anybody even going to go tell her? No, they're not. Write an anonymous letter? Just going to write a little note to himself. Yeah. I mean, I know and now you know, diary. So that's two of us. Yeah. Super not helpful. Yeah. And we learn while he's talking that whoever we are, whoever yeah. he's referring to as we, they have to move soon. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, like, yeah, Jonathan just died. Yeah. Very recently because he's saying, you know, 
Nicodemus is this old ass rat that's talking. There are really good names in this movie. Oh, yeah. Is saying that, you know, Mrs. Brisby will be waiting for him to come home and he never will. Yeah. So very secretive and very sad. Yeah. Which, so is my first little piece of trivia. Write it. We haven't even, we got two yeah. seconds in. Yeah, let's hear it. But I think it's just super interesting. So the book that this is based off of is called Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of Nim. Oh. And it was written like obviously way before this. Yeah. But they were worried about getting sued by Whammo, which oh. is the company that makes the Frisbee. Because, uh, you know, those are not... Frisbee yeah. is like the trademark oh, name. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. I just thought... Yeah, that's it's a one of those things like Sharpie and Band-Aid that everybody says. Kleenex. Like, Can you hand me a Band-Aid? But it's like, um, it's an adhesive bandage. Right. Yeah. This is a flying disc. Is that just what it is? Technically? Yeah. Huh. Weird. Okay. So they were like, okay, we don't want them to sue us. So they changed it to Brisbee, but not until they'd recorded all the dialogue. Nobody thought of this before. Right. <laughs> so they're like, we can't go re-record the whole movie. Yeah. So they just went through and found an instance where every actor had said another word with the BR sound in it, uh, spliced it out and put it at the beginning of Frisbee. Oh, my God. Which sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. Now, I did read somewhere else that said it wasn't with every person. It was just with John Carradine, who voices the Great Owl, because they couldn't get him back in the studio. Oh, okay. So I'm not sure which one is true, but yeah. at least in the case of John Carradine, they definitely did that. Yeah. Maybe they did it for the other people, too, or they were just like, Frisbee. Febreze. Febreze. Oh, no, not Febreze. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it's like when we have a guest and they accidentally say one of our names. Exactly. And we have to splice in. Yeah. The correct name. Yeah. So we cut to this beautiful farmhouse. There's a big piece of farm equipment rusting in a field. And it's, um, I guess, a tractor? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's like this threshing machine or some sort of, you know, big, big piece of equipment. Rusting yeah. farm equipment. Yeah. Which apparently was based on one that lived in the field of the house that Don Bluth grew up in. Oh. And he and his brothers and sisters would, like, play in it and on it and around it. That sounds which seems dangerous. Very dangerous. Yeah. yeah, maybe they took all the sharp parts off. I don't know. But well, not in the movie they didn't. For sure. But so when they started this movie, he had his dad send pictures oh, that's cute. of it to use as a reference. Yeah. yeah. So they can make sure they got it right. That is cute. Yeah. Hopefully the one that he played in didn't include explosions. Yeah. Uh, genius mice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's an explosion. We see this sweet little mouse looking for a man named Mr. Ages, who apparently lives in this machinery and is just blowing things up. Yeah. And he comes up and he's like, go away. <laughs> and he's a very old, very grumpy inventor mouse. Yeah. The mice in this movie look like the mice in Fievel. Yeah. Like they have the same faces. And mm -hmm. Mr. Ages has the same face as Fievel's dad. Mm -hmm. And it's cute. Yeah. It's a, I, I guess Don Bluth was just like, I like mice and rats. And I'm good at those. Also yep. owls. Yeah. Big cats that don't yeah. really look like cats. Right. Mm-hmm. And those, that's it. That's all we need. Occasional bird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Mrs. Brisby, who's the cute little lady mouse, tells Mr. Aegis that her son, Timmy, is very sick. She, he has a fever. He's like, okay, I'll help. Like, come on down. They go down into the machine. Mm -hmm. So Mrs. Brisby tells Mr. Aegis everything that Timmy is feeling. Aegis is like, well, shit, the kid's got pneumonia, but he can't be moved for three weeks. Yeah, he has to stay inside in bed Yeah, for the next three weeks and he'll be fine. And here's a powder and then a little envelope that I got from the little tiny mouse 
postal store yeah <laughs> and put this in some broth and give it to him this office mouse yes <laughs> office mouse <laughs> not my best anyway she's a little bit like she protests a little bit she's like we're supposed to move soon you know we have to move our whole house sewing season is coming we live in the field yeah we have to he's like listen man i don't know what to tell you you asked for my advice yeah he's like inside for the next i can solve this problem i can't solve that one i can't solve all your problems right yeah damn which i mean there's so much space there he could just be like just come here but anyway he well he doesn't. can't move that's true he can't go outside yeah also there's a little dragonfly there's like a bunch of little bugs flying around in there but there's a little yeah. dragonfly which is definitely like a little like hey remember even rude from the rescuers yeah. that don bluth and gary goldman and john pomeroy all worked on yeah there he is. Yay. So, very cute thought that was cute so then on the way home she meets a crow who is super wrapped up in some string yeah and before he even talks just from the grunting you're like there's dom deluise yep there he is <laughs> found him because he's not what I think there's only what one Don Bluth movie that Dom DeLuise didn't work in. Yeah, I don't know which one though. Uh, I don't think he's in Titan A.E., but I'm not sure. Oh, okay. But um, very all few, the other ones. Yeah, yeah, projects that don't include this man. Yeah, which apparently Dom DeLuise would sometimes bring his 80 year old Italian mother to recording sessions with him, and when he was recording, some you know he would like mess up a line and be like, oh fuck, or you know he would just start ad libbing and it would get like kind of blue. And yeah. Dom Bluth would look over at Dom's mother and be like, oh, she's going to get mad, you know? And finally, Dom Deleuze was like, dude, she can't hear you and she doesn't speak any English. Don't even worry about it. She has no <laughs> idea what's going on. Oh, I know. It was cute that Dom Bluth was like, oh, oh, no, the old lady. Not in front of a lady. <laughs> so Mrs. Brisby is helping untangle him and he explains he's making a nest so he can be ready when a lady comes along. And she's like, listen. That's great, but there is a cat nearby, and you need to be careful, mm-hmm. and you're making a lot of fuss. Yeah, and noise, and... Yeah, and the cat's name is Dragon, mm-hmm. which is cute. It is. And the crow's name is Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of, like, really cool names, and then there's Jeremy and Justin. They're like, okay. Justin the rat. Yeah. And Jeremy the crow. <laughs> Justin and Nicodemus. Right. <laughs> like, okay, did you run out of creativity <laughs> halfway through? yeah so jeremy thinks the cat is heading their way because he's like he tries to like get up out of the string he can see towards the farmhouse and he's like oh no something's coming it's probably the cat he freaks out makes things worse but then it's just a rabbit yeah and she gets him all entangled and being like she's kind of like chuckling at this you know she can't help it he's very silly he is and you know everything that she does to help he like undoes it somehow yeah so she's just like, yeah, listen, he is bad news. Like, you're you're so silly. You're going to get yourself killed. Blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And they're talking. But Dragon is actually headed their way. And they're not paying any attention at all. Yeah. And Jeremy explains, don't worry. I would know if there were a cat nearby because I'm allergic to cats and I'd start sneezing. <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts sneezing a bunch. Doesn't, um, oh, I forgot his name. The character that Dom DeLuise plays in All Dogs Go to Heaven yeah itchy itchy yeah he sneezes a bunch too i think so does dom deloise just like he enjoys (laughs) fake sneezing fake sneezing (laughs) maybe so yeah but so 
you know, dragon shows up, starts yeah. chasing them around. Mrs. Brisby bites through the strings so Jeremy can fly off, and he does, but now she's in danger. Yeah. And so she grabs her pneumonia powder and runs, but she ends up losing it in a stream. Aww. I know. It's a very tense, like, you know, scene. I mean, this cat is huge and, and horrifying looking. Yeah. yeah. And Jeremy comes back and saves her, and then... She, like, gets away again, and she and Dragon go over the edge into the stream, and then she climbs up the water wheel, water mill, what do you call that thing? Uh, Ferris wheel. Big old wheel. Yeah. That's stuck in the water. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Dragon pulls a sassy from Homeward Bound right over the waterfall. Yep. (laughs) Goodbye, Dragon. So they're safe, but at what cost? Because her pneumonia powder is gone. Yeah. Yeah, and Jeremy is, they're just sitting somewhere trying to catch their breath and jeremy's kind of laughing he's like that cat all dripping and wet with water (laughs) (laughs) we got him that was so funny and you know mrs brisby is really upset she's like yes but now i'm gonna okay i'll have to go back to mr ages tomorrow and ask again jeremy's not listening at all but out of his crow pocket he pulls (laughs) the pneumonia powder because he saved it yeah he's like oh isn't this yours by the way i saw it he says Well, I saw it lying there, and I thought, my name is Jeremy. (laughs) (laughs) He's just like, never mind. I'm abandoning that train of thought. The way that he talks in this movie is so funny. Yeah. Because then she's like, okay, I have to get home. And he goes, hey, do you like me? She's like, I don't know you, dude. Like, you're a weirdo. You almost got me killed. You've tripped 18 times in the last two and a half minutes. Yeah. Leave me alone. Yeah. But he does not. She's like, no, I'm, I'm going home now. And he's like, I'll come with you. That way we can talk on the way. Yeah. So yeah. He's clumsy. like, I'll fly you there. She's like, I'm afraid of heights. He's like, OK, cool. We'll walk. Ugh, I got legs. <laughs> you know, like, he's just God damn it. not getting the hint at all. He's a mess, which apparently this crow character is half based on Don Bluth's old college roommate who mm. was very clumsy Aww. and constantly looking for Mrs. Wright. Aww. But also some of the dialogue is from a housekeeper that Don Bluth hired while they were working on this movie. You know, he was like, I'm extremely busy. Can't keep my house clean yeah, need, at the same time. Yeah. Hired a housekeeper who was married, but she still like started hitting on him and he had to fire her. What? She's like, hey, Don Bluth, what's up? Which I mean, like. Hello, Donathan. <laughs> it's a lid for every pot. But Don Bluth has never been an attractive man. No. Not once. I mean, maybe when he was in have his you, 20s. And have you seen his movies? Like something is wrong. <laughs> I mean, at this point, it was just Disney stuff to his name. So he, there were other people being like, you can't do that in a children's movie, <laughs> yeah. Don. But yeah, I don't know. He was just like, oh, I hired this nice married lady. And she's like, hey, do you like me? <laughs> it's like, please just no. mop the floor and go home. God. So anyway, put anyway. those two people together and made this very goofy crew. I wonder if she knows, if the housekeeper knows. <laughs> Her name was uh, Jeremy. Jeremy. (laughs) (laughs) Mrs. Jeremy, actually. Uh, So back at the mouse house, the Brisby kids are wondering if they should go look for their mom because she's been gone longer than, you know, she said she would. And just then their Auntie Shrew shows up. Yeah. Who is the worst character in this movie. I hate her so much. She complains about literally everything. I don't hate her because she does come in clutch. But pretty soon. Yeah, okay. I'm going to complain about it when we get there, though. Okay. Um, but yes, she creates more problems than she fixes. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, she just comes in and she's like, 
half ignoring the children. She's complaining about literally everything. Yeah. She's like, you guys aren't even packed. This is terrible. The weather is terrible. You're an insolent little child. Your bow looks stupid. Make me some soup. Like, just bitching the whole time. Yeah. And like, why are you even here by yourself? And the three children, who are named Martin, Cynthia, and Teresa, finally explain, well, Timmy is sick. Yeah, mom went to get some medicine for Mr. Ages. Yeah. Uh, Martin is voiced by Will Wheaton. He sure this is. He's so cute. He's adorable. <laughs> and then Martin, Will Wheaton, uh, Martin Wheaton, <laughs> is so rude to her. Yeah. And she is rude right back. And she's like, whatever, I'm fucking out of here. Yeah. Why do I even come over here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, I mean, she barely even, like, she sits down for a second and then she gets right back up and is tying her scarf back around her head. And she's like, I only came over here to let you know that moving day is, is has been moved up yeah i'm leaving but just as she's leaving mrs brisby gets home you know she relays this information and then she leaves and yeah she's like your children suck yeah mrs brisby is like martin <laughs> you know, well you know i know it was hi his father just died be nice yeah yeah so mrs brisby mixes up the medicine goes in to give it to little timmy Mm-hmm. and sings him a little song. Yeah. And that's when I fell asleep. asleep. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, cozy. I want to live in a little mouse house. I want somebody to feed me broth. <laughs> I was sitting in bed, so it's my own fault. For sure. <laughs> this is the point where I was like, did Don Bluth work on Robin Hood? I can't remember. Yeah. And I had to go look, and he definitely did, because these three mouse children look exactly like the three rabbit children from Robin Hood. They do, yeah. Even to the point, I mean, the littlest the little one girl. has like, oh, yeah. A little like bow around her middle she's uh-huh. dragging around a stuffed animal like yeah. mouse their mannerisms are the same they're big eyeballs i mean it is just mm-hmm. but it was these three dudes it was bluth and pomeroy and goldman so they're yeah. like we drew that yeah the three <laughs> old men taking it they're yeah. mice now yeah the three old men the three <laughs> middle-aged men yeah the three weird guys not just catchy so then over in the big house yeah. the people house mm-hmm. the human house we see sure an extension cord thrown out a window and then nearby, some humans are talking in their bedroom. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Fitzgibbon, the farmer's wife, mm-hmm. says that a man from NIM, that is the National Institute of Mental Health, yep. stopped by earlier to ask if they'd noticed anything weird about the rats on the farm. And she is just like yammering. And uh-huh. Mr. Fitzgibbon is just like, mm-hmm, sure. Yeah. Okay. Not yes, honey. I'm going to sleep. I have to get up early tomorrow. Right. I'm a farmer. You recall. Nobody in this movie listens to each other. Nope. She pulls the shade down, and as soon as she does, we see a bunch of rats run by, and they're big. They're big rats, and it's just their silhouette, and they do look very cool. Yeah. Wearing little clothes and stuff. Yeah. And then we see there's a huge rose bush in their front yard, and there are glowing lights in it, and they run over there. The rats run over there and down into the bush. Yeah. And she keeps talking, and he's like, good night, Beth. Okay. So back at Mrs. Brisby's, it's the next morning, and a tractor wakes her up. She hears it. She goes to investigate and sees Auntie Shrew, who is like, you have to move now. The tr- the tractor is coming. Yeah. It is on the way. Yep. You're going to be killed. And Mrs. Brisby is like, it's still cold out. Like, it's not really spring yet. Mm-hmm. Timmy is sick. I can't get him out of the house. He'll die. And, you know, Mrs. Shrew, the Shrew, Auntie Shrew, whoever yeah. the fuck she is, is like, well, Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, if you don't move, you'll all die. Yeah. So, like, you're going to have to risk it. We see all these other woodland and farm creatures scattering, and Mrs. Brisby tells the shrew, okay, you take my kids 
to somewhere safe mm. teresa and cynthia and martin i'm gonna go stop that plow yeah and she does she's so very brave she just she like is. runs right up to it and is running around on it and looking for a way to stop it and it's very tense and very scary but then the shrew is there to come help because yeah. we do see like brisby is running around a little bit and then we see her and she's just like laying in the fetal position on top of this truck like it's too yeah, much for she her got she tried scared. But, yeah you know it's huge and scary yeah so then she- the shrew is there and she like yanks the fuel line out and all the gas like goes flowing out of the tractor and it stops and the shrew basically is just like you better suck it up and figure it out yeah she really does say stop it yeah yeah <laughs> which like, is like this is a, are a you recently nice? widowed are you mean like what's happening here uh, yeah it's just you know tough love of her being like i understand she doesn't say this but like i no. know you're sad but you have to pull it together well she could have said all of that need, i know but she didn't <laughs> i know she's like the tractor will be back in the morning and you have to figure this out mm-hmm. and she says you know what you need to go see the gray owl because he will know what to do yeah and brisby is like owls eat mice why would i do that yeah <laughs> and nicodemus is watching this exchange through his amulet and has magic mm-hmm. from somewhere yep and is like yes convince her to go see the great owl yeah he's just kind of like that's a good idea mrs brisby you should do that to himself in his little room yeah so i don't know if she's like is this influencing her at all or is he just like hope she does that i don't know his role is very strange it is yeah and i just i don't know i do feel like there are a lot of moments where mrs brisby is like okay i'm very brave and i'm gonna do this and then she is terrified and doesn't do it yeah i'm like are you brave or are you not yeah what's happening here because she just ran headlong at the tractor yeah but then we're just like, eh. like oh shit <laughs> it's yeah a lot bigger than i thought and yeah i don't know I, don't, I just feel like i can't get a clear sense of her character throughout the movie yeah because they don't address the fact that she froze at all she just yeah. very like she didn't look scared at all she was just like you take my children i'm gonna go stop that tractor like, yeah. she knew what she was doing uh-huh. and then we didn't see any kind of scene of her being like what am I doing? You know, like she yeah. just she went to go do it and then she didn't do it. And we yeah. didn't see any reason why except for just to see her like laying looking very scared. Yeah. But yeah, there was no like Yeah, I feel like they nothing. were trying to portray something with the scene, but it didn't come across. Yeah. I don't know what Not to jump ahead. That's how I feel about this whole movie. Yeah. I feel like I they agree. were trying to do something and they missed it. Mm-hmm. So anyway. <laughs> We do see Jeremy carrying Mrs. Brisby to see the gray owl. And Jeremy is so confident in her. He's like, you're going to do great. You got this. You're the boss bitch. Like, he's just talking her up. And she's like, I sure hope so. And he's like, oh, no, it's going to be rad. Yeah, you're doing great. Which, I mean, I think everybody needs, like, a well-meaning, pretty stupid, kind friend in their life. You know, this kind of person who's just like, oh, I don't know. How could you fail? You're like, you're the greatest. Absolutely. Talking you up and making you feel good. Everyone needs a himbo. Yeah. Yeah. So they land at the owl's tree, which is very obvious because it is the gnarled (laughs) of gnarled. It's more gnarled than tree. It is. (laughs) I just, it's, yeah, it's got to be that one. So they land there. You know, she kind of hesitates outside and the owl's like, you know, come in or go. Like, come on. Yeah. So she goes in. She steps over a bunch of bones as she goes. A big old nasty spider follows her, which I was like, why you got to malign the spiders this way? Well, I mean, he's just trying to eat. I know. But the owl steps on it first. It makes a bunch of gross noises. Mm-hmm. Every time the owl moves, 
their gross noises. Yeah. I'm like, why? <laughs> and he's covered in cobwebs. Yeah. Which, that doesn't, I mean, it's cool looking. It does look cool, but it's like, he goes out every night. How did those get on there so fast? Yeah, unless yeah. He, there's, <laughs> are there 800 spiders in there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. Yeah, but he is terrifying and yeah. huge. Yeah. And he has a big, deep, booming voice. Yeah. And he looks like he might be related to Uncle Dookie. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Don Bluth is like, I can draw one cool looking owl or I can, you know, you either get cool and it looks like this or you get dorky. Yep. <laughs> but I can't draw like different cool owls. Right. Yeah. And his eyes are glowing, which so were Nicodemus's. Yeah. And I'm like, at what point is it just at a certain age? You Your get eyes glowy start glowing? Eyes. Or... Well, they call each other comrade. Yeah. Too. And so it's like, why? Are they part of a... Is the gray owl part of the plan? Like, no. is he an experiment? Why does he know so much? Well, he's an owl. I guess. They just be knowing things. Oh. This is how the owl do. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I don't get the... The glowing eyes looks cool, but it, I don't know. I, it makes sense for Nicodemus and it makes sense for the gray owl. But why both? But both of them is like, okay, now there's something here, but there's but not. But there's not. It just looks cool. Yeah, it does look really cool. Yeah. But, so the owl tells her, well, you got to move your family. Why did you bother me with this shit? <laughs> right. And she's it's like, just explains, do it. Yeah. You know, I, I can't. And he's like, I, I really don't care. I don't move know. Move him or don't. Yeah. What? Why are you bothering me? But she's like, ah, if only my re- recently deceased husband, Jonathan Brisby, were here to help me. And he's like, oh, wait, hang on. I know him. But now I will help you for sure. <laughs> I know him. It changes things. Yeah. It'd be yeah. funny if he said, oh, oh. Jonathan Brisby. <laughs> Girl, why didn't you say so when you came in? I know him. Voice changes entirely. Yeah, his eyes stop glowing. All the lights come on inside the tree. <laughs> it's like actually very well decorated and nice. Oh, shit. Sorry about the ambiance, girl. <laughs> so he tells her, you got to go to the rats in the rose bush and ask for Nicodemus and he will help you. They'll move your house for you. Just tell them that they have to take it to the Lee of the Stone. The Lee of the Stone. And then he limps very painfully away. Yeah. And takes off out of the tree, which the limp was inspired by John Carradine himself, mm. the guy who voiced the owl. Yeah. Because he himself was suffered from arthritis. Yeah. And had a really serious limp at this point. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, we'll just work that in. Yeah. Also, that is it's John Carradine is David Carradine's father. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. So Jeremy, disguised in purple cloth. Yeah. Uh, it seems like, you know, just like a human clothes that mm-hmm. he found. Yeah, generic clothing. Yeah. Goes and finds Mrs. Brisby in the rose bush. I don't know if this is the same day or the next day or a week later. Um, <laughs> he steps right over the cat like an idiot. Yeah. Uh, because he can't see. And then he gets himself caught in the rose bush. Mm-hmm. And he sees her trying to get in, trying to find a way into the bush and... He's like, what, uh, do you need help? I can go with you. Like, what do you need? And she finally is like, hey, my kids could use somebody big and strong. Yeah, to you look know, it would be them. super helpful, actually. Because they're alone. Yeah. He was like, I could do that. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, oh, what, would you? He's very easily manipulated because yeah. stupid. But well, you know. Yes. Yes. So he does do that, which is, <laughs> she's like, okay, bye. And he's yeah. like, bye. And then he flies off and then he comes back and he goes, oh, <laughs> Where do you live? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which I love. I love Jeremy. I would watch a whole movie about Jeremy. I know. Yeah. He's fun. Every movie needs a, a, 
a goofy character like that. Yeah. So Mrs. Brisby finally finds the entrance. Don't know how, but there's like a little door. Heads inside. Super weird. There's a lot of unexplained things happening. Mm -hmm. Electricity, vines growing by themselves. I don't know. Moving around. Super creepy. Yeah. But she makes it pretty far inside. And then there's like all these flowers and sparkling dew. And then a big fucking giant rat who tries to stab her with an electrified spear. Yeah. And she's like, hi, I'm Mrs. Brisby. And he's like, zook. Yeah. She's like, oh, um, yes, um, I'm here to see Nicodemus. <laughs> it takes like tr- him trying to kill her 12 times before she's like, ah, I right. run. <laughs> yeah. She's never worried enough. No. Like, not that I want to listen to somebody scream, but she never screams. No. She barely raises her voice. Yeah. She's just kind of like, oh, um, like, okay, sorry to have bothered you. Please yeah. stop trying to stab me. Like, she never gets upset, really. You yeah. Know, she's very, like, one note as far as her emotions go. Yes. But as she's running away, she runs into Mr. Aegis, mm-hmm. who's wearing a little cast on his foot and walking on little crutches. Yeah. And she explains what she's doing there she's like listen i went and saw the great owl the great owl told me to come here mm-hmm. and he's like you saw the great owl yeah did you did you know? did you really like was it the great owl or was it just like a kind of big owl? an owl <laughs> like yeah. are you sure did you compare it to other owls another one were there a lot of cobwebs or just a few <laughs> <laughs> what color were his eyes <laughs> oh glowing fuck yeah yeah he's like grumpy about it because he's, he's like grumpy nobody goes to see the owl and don't worry about brutus he just tried to stab you whatever that's his job he's like who the fuck is brutus does he come up again no he's just he's just the guy and they never go back in that room again the door no and also it's just a room with a scary rat yeah. and that's it and he's not even like ever seen again he just is like don't go into brutus's room okay he's weird we don't talk to him <laughs> stumbled on it's very pretty and he's like i'll stab you <laughs> don't step on my flowers <laughs> yeah i don't get it but yeah ages is like you better not be lying about this okay Which is like why would i i just found out the great owl existed yesterday what is wrong with all of you <sighs> i don't know but we see Nicodemus, who is, of course, watching because, mm-hmm. you know, they got all these amenities, but no cable. <laughs> but he's like, oh, good. They got ring doorbells. <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's excited that she's there because yeah. he says he just talks out loud all the time. She's going to help us way more than we can help her. But, you know, we will help each other, I guess. <laughs> I forgot about him saying that, and now I'm like, what does he mean? Yeah, he's just like, we need now her that way I've more. Seen the movie? Yeah. What? Um. But also, why didn't you go get her, you colossal idiot? Like, send a rat to go get her. Yeah, but if also, you know she's important. Yeah, but then there's also, you know, throughout the movie, I'm like, oh, I guess he doesn't leave. He looks frail, but he leaves. He leaves. So he could have left. He could have left. Or he could have sent somebody else. Like, if he's like, listen, I try not to make really long journeys because my old bones. Also, look at my face. I can't just show up on her doorstep and be like, hey, I was a friend of your husband's. I got glowing eyes. But you could send Sorry. somebody. Send Justin. He's handsome. Yeah. But he keeps talking about, like, he's like, yeah, Mrs. Brisby, go see the gray owl, knowing that the owl is going to tell her to go to go to the rat yeah so she's not that far away just go get her and be like we know what happened to your husband we need your help we can help you listen whatever they got injected with 
at Nim also made them mysterious. <laughs> okay. They have a passion for the dramatic. The M is actually for a mystery. <laughs> they can't just be straightforward. <laughs> that's, par- that's part of the drawback. Like, genius, but cannot just yeah, deal, be like, upfront. I, I can't just, yeah. Tell you what's going on. I have to send you on a really scary quest. They're like, well, we already drew the owl. <laughs> They're just like, yes, I can accomplish great things, but we have to go on a quest first. Like, Eventually. Must be a quest. We can do really great stuff. <laughs> I don't know. What if the owl had just eaten her before she said that she was Mrs. Brisby? The whole, the whole plan is fucked. Yeah. You stupid rat. You stupid rat. <laughs> so anyway... Nicodemus also introduces us to a new threat in this moment, Jenner, Blah. who Nicodemus says is consumed by his lust for power. And he says, fortunately, he has not yet gotten the secret amulet. But if it were to fall in his hands, that would be disastrous. But he keeps fucking taking it out. And looking at it. And messing with it. Yeah. Hide it in a box, maybe. Yeah, do something. You all just live in a rose bush. That doesn't make any sense, but whatever. Jenner looks very much like the sheriff of Nottingham from he does. Robin Hood. Um, as much as Justin is Robin Hood. Yes, very much so. <laughs> you know, he looks like a rat. He's not as soft. Um, he's not as immediately like. But he's the handsome one, and he has oh, the yeah. same. Oh yeah, mannerisms, like and charisma. The way he like kind of like tilts his shoulders and his head. You know, yeah. like ta da, like. For sure, it's they're very similar. Yeah. Um, but you know, with Robin Hood, like I was like immediately smitten, and with Justin, I'm like, okay, this fucking guy. <laughs> okay, it's because you saw him at, while you're an adult. That's you probably saw it, Robin yeah, Hood when you're more sexuality is fully formed. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not like what? <laughs> maybe foxes. What's happening? <laughs> maybe maybe I like foxes. <laughs> Definitely don't like rats. No. Yeah. So we meet Justin, who is. The captain of the guard. He pretends to be creepy, but then turns out to be a little fuckboy. I mean, he's yeah. very much just like he's a little fuckboy. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how else to say it. You know, he's being charming, but he's being a little sleazy. He's kind of hitting on Brizzy, you know, like and she's yeah. like, Yeah, thank you. She's like, Cool, you're a rat. I'm a mouse. Stop it. My husband just died. You're weird. Um and Aegis is telling her you can't tell anyone what you've seen in the rat's house. Why? Okay. First off, who would she who? tell? And secondly, oh, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Who would I tell? A human? Because yeah. he really is like, if if the people at Nim find out that we're here, they'll come and get us or whatever. She's like, I, I don't speak human. I don't know what that is. I don't know I, what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm going to write them a little letter. Can't even write. Can't even write. God. But anyway, they do have electricity. She points it out. She's like, you know, there's a lot of lights in here, whatever. Justin's like, yeah, we've had electricity for three or four years now, but we're stealing it from the farmer. And Mr. Ages is like, but that's going to change soon because we're figuring out how to make it ourselves. Mm-hmm. Cool. I have thoughts. Yeah? You want to tell them now or later? I don't know. When is appropriate? Uh-huh. I just... Okay. The timeline doesn't make any sense. Nope. So they've had electricity for three or four years, mm-hmm. but Nim is just now coming to look for them? You know, <laughs> sometimes rats escape. Yeah. They've escaped a long time ago because it had to have at least been long enough for her kids to be born. Mm-hmm. Because she met Jonathan yeah, after he escaped. Because he was also an experiment. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the kids have only have existed, you know, in the, that same time frame. So it's like they escaped at least, you know, yeah, years ago. Yeah. 
And now they're like, mm, we miss them. <laughs> I should call them. You know, it's been um, three or four years since we did our rat count. <laughs> Maybe we just, oh, shit. We just noticed. There are so many rats missing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't. Anyway, so Mrs. Brisby and Justin and Ages walk into this room where a big rat meeting is underway. Mm-hmm. And Jenner is like at the center of this uh, kind of like an atrium. I don't know. It's a yeah. rectangle room. But, you know, the rats are like up in balconies and he's like addressing all of them from the floor. Right. And he's just saying like, we got to go or we don't got to go. No, his, Jenner doesn't want to. Yeah, move. Jenner wants to stay. Everybody else wants to move. But he's like, we can just stay here and live off the farmer forever. Who cares? Which genuinely, who cares? Who cares? I guess it's risky, but you've been doing it for so long. Like, you're only worry, getting better at it. The worry should be that you are living so close to humans. Yeah. It shouldn't be that you're stealing yeah, who cares? their electricity. Because you're you're rats. Yeah, you're not using How that much. How much electricity are you using? No. I haven't overheard a Mr. and Mrs. Fitzgibbon, whatever, be like, oh, our electric bill's been so high for the past four right. years, but not before then. Or like... Honey, why do you keep plugging power outlets that just run into the dirt? Yeah. And I unplug them every morning and you unplug the, <laughs> you plug them back in every day. And he's like, I'm not doing that. There's like, well, someone's plugging these electrical cords in. Yeah. No, that's not happening. They haven't mentioned it at all. They didn't even know they had a rat problem until no. Nim called them. Yeah, they're like, I mean, there are rats, but they're just like rat yeah, like every rats. farm has rats. Yeah. <laughs> so that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like the be worried that you're close to humans and humans are dangerous but why are you worried about stealing their electricity because they aren't worried about it i don't know yeah and again it could have they could have made something up and been like they're getting suspicious or something right yeah they're They're gonna gonna come looking for us yeah they're gonna update their shit i don't know i do think it's cute that everyone that mrs brisby meets she's like my name's mrs brisby they're like mrs jonathan brisby oh shit it's not cute for her no she's like what the hell is going on but why do y'all know my dead husband right it is it is cute for me you know just that everybody's like oh hell yeah what up girl except for brutus fuck that guy <laughs> brutus doesn't care i care <laughs> i didn't he like jonathan too much of the juice <laughs> but so jenner's throwing a fit he's throwing a well-worded political fit basically yeah that moving is stupid but the rest of the rats are like, we have to move or the humans are going to discover us, which yeah. like we just went on and on about. Are they? Yeah. But Jenner thinks, you know, we're fine. We've been fine for this long. Yeah. And if we leave, like, we're just really risking getting killed. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's a valid point. It's a big, scary world out there. Yeah. He is wearing the world's most dramatic cape. Like, it has its, its own laws of physics. Very radigan. He twirls around and it, yeah. like, continues to twirl for a good 30 seconds afterwards. <laughs> Which is cool, but it, like it wow. also got the juice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Justin introduces Mrs. Brisby to everyone, and some of them are like, "Wow, you know, oh, Jonathan, blah blah blah." And then the other ones are like, "I don't care. Why is she here? Yeah, get her out of here. We're she's trying to decide something else. Like she's not one of us." And Ages stops everyone and is like, "Listen, we saw the owl, or she saw the owl, and the owl told her that the rats would help her move." Mm-hmm. And Justin is like, you know, her home where Jonathan lived. Yeah. Y'all remember? I'm like, oh, yeah. So everybody's kind of arguing, but then Jenner steps to the side to talk to somebody. What's that His guy's name? name is Sullivan. They never say it once in this movie. Okay. Yeah. He like steps aside to talk to another rat and is like, hey, 
actually, let's use this to our advantage and maybe we could get like Nicodemus killed while we're helping move the house. Ooh, da da Yep. Yeah. He's like, some, I'm not saying, because Sullivan's like, we can't kill Nicodemus. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm just saying maybe something falls on him. Yeah, accidents happen. On uh, accident. He's like, okay, sure. So Jenner's like, Mrs. Brisby, I'm so sorry. You just caught me at a bad time. I was in the middle of, you know, like, yeah. throwing a little fit. But like, you're cool and welcome. And of course, we'll help you. And Aegis is like, yeah, I don't trust you as far as I can throw you, buddy. But... Thanks, I guess. And then tells Justin, take Mrs. Brisby to see Nicodemus, which I feel like he should have done That's in the first place. They were there for. Why did they even interrupt this meeting? It has nothing know. to do with her. So then back at the Brisby home, we see the shrew has tied up Jeremy and is yelling at him and is like, this is what you get for trying to sneak over here and snatch up these kids. And Jeremy's like trying to explain, you know, like, no, Mrs. Brisby sent me. And he, she's like, I don't know who you are. Yeah. And then Shrew is like, I'm leaving. Teresa and Martin, you're in charge. Whatever you do, don't untie him. And she is out of frame for one second. And Martin unties him. It's like, yeah. so anyway, what you knew her mom? Yeah, what are you doing? And um, he says, well, guess we better untie him. That's <laughs> so cute. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you're the crow that took our mom to see the great owl. Okay, cool. You know, like, what are you doing here? And he says, oh, your mom went to see the rats and blah, 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 blah. And they're like, oh. Well, time back up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So back at the rose bush, ages, Mr. Ages takes Mrs. Brisby to see Nicodemus and is like, he's really old. Yeah. Be brief. Don't yeah. tire him out. I don't know why all these uh, rats are different ages either. It doesn't make any sense. She opens the door and it's just like bright light. Big city. Why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but he just lives in this dark little, but also brightly lit space under the rose bush and he's excited to see her mm-hmm. and she's like okay i need some answers why yeah. does everyone know my husband mm-hmm. nicodemus explains you know he was a good friend to all of us he really helped us um here's a book it's my diary you can read it mm-hmm. that's not weird and it is cute because she's like i can read actually jonathan taught me even though the kids are better at it yeah which is really cute but it's also weird that he would assume she can read. Yeah. Because here's my... Talking about the timeline not making sense. This also is kind of my biggest beef. Like, Mrs. Brisby is very intelligent. She, she doesn't have electricity. No. But she lives in a home with, like, a stove and a table and, like, clothing and things hanging from the seat. It's decorated. It has yeah. rooms and furniture. Yeah. She doesn't... Other than the electricity, she doesn't seem to be any different from these rats. That's They can true. read, but so can she because her husband taught her. So yeah, she so like didn't anyone need... can learn. Yeah. Is basically what... Yeah. So what sets these rats apart? Because yeah. I-, I can't tell. Mrs. Brisby looks different. I mean, when we saw like all of the woodland critters like scattering earlier, none of them were wearing clothes. Yeah. But Auntie Shrew is wearing clothes. So yeah. like... She has nothing, you know, like Jonathan didn't teach her how to read. So, like, it doesn't make any sense. What is it that sets these rats apart? Other than their, like, weird moral code that they've, like, put upon themselves about not stealing electricity. Yeah. So being more intelligent makes you more empathetic or you want to be more independent. Yeah. It doesn't seem like empathy. It seems like we're better than this. Yeah. Yeah. Or better than stealing, we can do it on our own. We're yeah. not really living to our f- full potential because I we're stealing electricity. I like, don't know. 
What? But at the same time, Auntie Shrew, Anti Shrew, also <laughs> has this moral code because she calls Jeremy like, oh, you work with the rats, those freeloaders. You're one of them. You think you can just take whatever you want. She has opinions on yeah. that too. Yeah. Which is weird. And I don't actually, now that I think about it, know why. Yeah, that's she knows any sense. anything about it. Yeah. So they all know, Shrew knows that the rats exist, but Brisby doesn't. And Shrew sent her to the owl instead of the rats? Yeah. And then the owl said, go see the rats. And she was like, okay. So she wasn't like, what fucking rats? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? The, the, the elements are all here. Yeah. They are very poorly put together. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Um, but so she kind of can read and Nicodemus just um, watches her hooked on phonics her way through oh. this book, which is like, I guess that's cute, but he could have just told her. Yeah, maybe he's just tired of talk. He's like too old to talk that much. He's like, know. I've been talking to myself for the past <laughs> day. I can't My throat talk is to dry. you. Yeah. But um, so she does learn about her husband's death, which is that he was killed while trying to drug Dragon. Yeah. And then Nicodemus tells her about Nim and how... He shows her um, a home movie. Yeah. Of how they all escaped. <laughs> On his portal yeah. thing? He was using the amulet before, but now he's got this portal thing. Uh He's, you know, he's, he likes gadgets. That's fair. Yeah, so we see that the rats of Nim used to be ordinary rats, but then they were caught and sent to Nim, the National Institute of Mental Health, where they were tested on and put through experiments. Mm-hmm. So, as we know from Dr. Glimmer Shrimp, yes. not ethical. You don't catch them from the wild. No. But that's what they did. Mm-hmm. 20 rats and 11 mice were given injections and they all turned into like super intelligent rice and rice and mats i did it again (laughs) mice and rats they could read they could solve problems they like escaped on their own yeah because he he looks out and he sees that his cage says to open door lift latch which i'm like i don't think they would have written on that for a scientist I mean, you never That's know. Just, that was just there to taunt the rats. Be like, yeah. it's literally so easy. If only you could read. <laughs> yeah. And then they escaped and they're like, shit, it worked. They can read. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, they're gone. Damn it. So yeah, they escaped with their new giant brains through the ventilation system. But all the mice got sucked back in. Yeah. <laughs> because they're too small, yeah. I guess. Except for Mr. Ages and Jonathan. Because they were holding on to some string. And then they got to this, like, grate mm-hmm. that the rats couldn't fit out of. Jonathan fit through it, opened it from the other side. And that's why everyone was like, oh, he's the one yeah. that saved us. He did so much for us. It's like, did he? Yeah, he just... His skill was being small. I mean, he <laughs> came back for you, which was nice. He could have just left you in the grate, I guess. Yeah, but... Um, but, I mean, it's true. They They just, like, they do make a really big deal out of his contribution. Yeah. And it's like... I'm sure he did do other stuff, mm-hmm. but I just don't think that that was... I kept waiting for, like, the big, like, wow, he did this... He sacrificed something or, you know, he just, yeah. like, fit through a thing. Yeah. It, he didn't choose to be a mouse. Yeah. <laughs> he just so happened to be a mouse. Right. With grippier hands than the other mice, and so he didn't get sucked into the ventilation shaft. Yeah. So I don't know. So Nicodemus gives Mrs. Brisby the amulet that he's been staring at, and he tells her, shh, it's sleeping. Can't I bet that amulet? (laughs) (laughs) 
But when someone with a courageous heart wears it, it glows and is very powerful. And on the back it says, you can unlock any door if you have the key. Yeah, that's true. That's how locks and keys work. <laughs> if you have how it, you can unlock it. Insightful. <laughs> Where does the magic come from? Why is there magic? I don't know. I can get behind everybody being like super intelligent or whatever from the science experiment. Yeah, that makes sense. Why does one mouse have magic? Where does the amulet come from? I don't know. And what does he mean it's sleeping? He's been staring (laughs) at it. Hasn't he been using it to watch her? Yeah. Yeah. And Jonathan wanted her to have it. Did Jonathan make it? Did he find it? He just found a tiny little mouse amulet. Aren't there other mouse magic mice in the world? I don't know. Is Jonathan magical? If so, he's dead. really goofed up getting killed by that cat you know what they really should have done what if they were smart rats Hmm. hire dumb mice to drug dragon yeah because there's so few of them and they're so smart yeah they just should have not (laughs) sacrificed one of their own like most intelligent yeah yeah that doesn't make any sense also like i know they put it in his food but that's a fat ass cat. He probably eats all the time. If you just got him, so- he's sleeping in the yard out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. He could have just run up to his. Jeremy trips over his fucking face and he doesn't wake up and notice. So it's not like he's hyper vigilant. Yeah. So they could have just drugged a little snack, run right up to his little face and put it in front of him and then run away. <laughs> like he didn't have to wait to go in the house, which is so much more dangerous and small. And also, a farmhouse that old has got one hole. <laughs> Right, yeah. Out of no. it. They're like, the mm-hmm. mice, the rats don't fit through this hole. <sighs> okay. Anyway, they're not as smart as they think they are. Anyway, anyway, speaking of things that pissed me off, Nicodemus says he couldn't tell you about Nim. Jonathan could not tell you about Nim because we age way slower than regular rats and mice and you would have gotten old while he stayed young. Bitch, that would have happened either way, whether or not he, he told, told her. her about it. Yeah, why he... What? The secret is not what's keeping him from aging. If you don't tell, it won't happen. <laughs> it's worse if you don't tell because it's yeah. still going to happen and she'll be confused. She'll be like, why am I so old? What's happening to me? What the fuck? Nicodemus doesn't make sense. No, it First doesn't. Off, not comforting. Two, doesn't make any goddamn sense. It, it doesn't. Ugh. So Justin comes in and says, the boats are ready. And Nicodemus says, all right, let's go move your house. Mm-hmm. To the lee of the stone. And she's like, that's what the owl said. And he's like, I know. I sent you on a pointless fucking mission. I know. I was watching. Yeah. <sighs> and then Jenner tells Sullivan that the plan is maybe the Brisby house just falls on Nicodemus while we're moving it. Wouldn't that be weird? And then we wouldn't have to go anywhere. And that would be great. Yeah. So in the boat, Justin is explaining that whenever they need to do stuff out in the world, they drug dragon, which means someone has to go in and give him the sleeping powder. Someone small and wearing a little red cloak, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Justin says Aegis had tried it the day before, and that's how he broke his leg. Yeah. This is the when they're talking, Justin is explaining this, and he's like, and that's how he broke his leg. And at the same time, Mrs. Brisby is like, broke his leg. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's so awkward, but in like a very real way. Yeah. That's how that is actually how people would talk. Yeah. Which I do kind of appreciate. I like when movies are a little bit more loosey goosey because Mm -hmm. it's like, 
not everybody is this like perfectly scripted verbose like yeah people trip over their words and yeah. they talk over each other and it's really nice so i do like rice, this exchange rice and mats all the time rice and mats yeah. because you know she's a mouse she's tiny she's uncomfortable she's just learned how her husband died uh-huh. which so she's sad about that but it's also nice to know because she's been wondering you know since it happened yeah she is learning all about this secret society that her husband was a part of justin's kind of suave very tall the creepiest <laughs> old rat is just sitting inches behind her with his glowing eyeballs there is so much happening so of course she's gonna like talk over him and try to be like oh yeah 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 sure oh, the yeah. leg right yeah <laughs> i noticed so i i did really like that yeah, that seemed very natural mm-hmm. so she asks him she asks the the rats like okay so what is this big plan and nicodemus says we're going to move away and stop stealing electricity yeah okay so she is like okay i need to go get the kids ready for moving the house and she goes to leave but then she comes back and she says i'll do it i'll give dragon the sleeping powder Mm -hmm. and justin is like no yeah and nicodemus is like yeah yeah hell yeah go for it yeah why I don't know, because he's an idiot. Why is this not enough of a reason to move? We have to risk our lives to drug this cat every time we want to leave the house? Yeah. Yeah. Let's just move somewhere where we don't have to worry about it. Way better reason. Why don't we just kill the cat? Well, they just get another one, probably. Maybe a faster one. A younger one. I mean, they're not- <laughs> both f- eyeballs. They're planning to kill Nicodemus. There's murder in this movie. Like, they're not- these rats are not squeamish about that no i just mean you know maybe they've thought of, you know well they can replace the cat and sure. then we have a younger like more spry we yeah. should just leave yeah which makes more sense for all the reasons that we don't have to worry about them you know yeah. happening upon us or take deciding that they hate that rose bush and taking it out or something but also isn't this late at night i think when so. she drugs this cat how you gonna move now the cat's inside yeah it's they gonna, called it's him in they about to the go door. to bed yeah move now yeah because you don't you're not doing anything in the house you're out in the field i don't yeah that's a really good point what on earth oh um so on the way home mrs brisby runs into jeremy again who is under the water with a reed as a little snorkel and he has a lily pad tied to his head no one knows why but we love it (laughs) because the shrew is chasing him and he's like i gotta lay low yeah he could fly high but that's fine (laughs) low is where shrews are Listen, he's just living his best life. He's like, I always wanted to try this, and now I have the flimsiest excuse. Yeah, that's true. I saw it in Robin Hood. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mrs. Brisby asks him for string. He's like, We're going to move the house and we're going to need string, and I know you have some. Can we have some? Yep. He's like, I'm on it. Yep. He does get mesmerized by her amulet because mm-hmm. he's a crow and he loves shiny shit. Yep. He's like, Ooh, a sparkly. Yeah. It's cute. And she's like, No. Yeah. It's mine. Right. You weirdo. Yeah. He's a little weird about it, but then he's like, all right, whatever. He leaves. So back at the farmhouse, Justin is telling her the plan, Mm -hmm. which is quite simple. Here is your little government issued envelope with the powder in it. Mouse envelope. And she's like, all right, here I go. And he's like, well, you better leave your cape. And she's like, oh, yeah, you're totally right. She takes off her cape and her amulet, which is now she's naked. She looks very naked, which is so funny. <laughs> this is the second time we've seen her with no cape, and it yeah. looks very naked. I saw something forever ago that was like, you know, mice, not necessarily mice, but the reason that when a creature wears one article of clothing and then takes it off, it looks so much more wrong than if it was never wearing it in the be- like to begin with. Yeah. It's because we've established this, like, 
they wear clothes. She wears clothes all the time. Now she's not wearing those clothes. So even though she's a mouse and she's covered in fur and mice don't wear clothes, she takes off this cape around her shoulders and it's like <gasps> naked in front of Justin, who's oh, wearing like layers. Full outfit. <laughs> so many clothes he's got yeah. on. She, so, I mean, she's just had her little pussy out this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, oh. she takes the cloak off and it's like, Mrs. Brisby. <laughs> Your husband just died. <laughs> she's got to move on with her life. <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay. All right. But yeah. she's got to be safe. So she takes the amulet off. She takes the cape off, leaves them with Justin. And he's so encouraging. It's yeah. very sweet. Go, Mrs. Brisby, go. Yeah, and she does. And she, you know, it's like there's a very small window of when the food is in the bowl. The lady goes to let the cat in while, she, while the lady's turned around and she hasn't opened the door yet. Mm-hmm. That's when you have to beep, beep. Yes. In and out. And she does it, but right before she gets back to the hole in the floor, the little boy catches her. Yes. And he asks his mom if he can keep her, and she agrees. Yep. So Justin's like, well. Maybe that's why. Gotta go. They, yeah, he just leaves. He's like, I'll come back for you. I'm gonna go move your house that you might not need. (laughs) (laughs) I'll raise your children. Maybe that's why, another reason why they had her take off the cape and the amulet, because little Billy would be like, (laughs) Mouse is wearing jewelry. <laughs> what? <laughs> Ma'am? God. So, back at the Brisby house, the children are telling the shrew about the plan. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, they're gonna, the rats are coming to pick up our whole house and move it. And the shrew is like, absolutely not happening. And then there's a huge noise and she's like, oh, I guess it is currently <laughs> happening right now. Oh, I guess we're doing it. Okay. And then we're back at the farmhouse where Mrs. Brisby is in a bird cage. And That's she... not where mice go. No, but he... Billy says something about like, I could put her in so-and-so's old cage. So I guess yeah. he just had a bird that yeah. died or whatever. But um, she overhears that Nim is coming to exterminate the rats. Yeah. the Mr. Fitzgibbon is talking and he's like, yeah, for free? Yeah, do whatever you want. Come take care of my rat problem. I don't give a shit. Right. And she's like, oh, no. So the rats have succeeded in lifting the Brisby home from the mud. They have built like a rope and pulley system to get it up out of the ground so that they can swing it to a new spot. Um, Nicodemus just standing there in the rain. Mm-hmm. Watching. Mm-hmm. And Jenner is like, great, we'll just drop the house on him and then, you know, oh no, accidents happen. While that is happening, Mrs. Brisby figures out she can escape the birdcage through the water dish if she, like, pushes it out some. Mm-hmm. So while she's doing that, being very strong and brave, go back to the house. Jenner is like, all right, let's cut these lines holding the house. But Sullivan is like, no, I'm not doing it. I can't do it. I won't do it. Yeah. He's like, you pussy. (laughs) Just starts chopping. And the house falls. It misses Nicodemus, but the pieces of the contraption that they were using do fall and hit him. And he is crushed by the pulley. Yeah. We see his like little mangled arm sticking out. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Brisby has gotten out of the cage, and mm-hmm. she uses a string to drop down onto the floor and runs right into Dragon, but he's all drugged up so he doesn't do anything. Yep. She retrieves her accoutrement yes. and heads out to the world. Jenner, back at the cinder block, is addressing all the rats, saying, you know, listen, we have to postpone the move. A terrible tragedy has just occurred. You know, our fearless leader has died. We can't possibly move now. Also, we can't move this mouse house. We tried... It didn't work. I guess we should just give up. And it's like, they're Let's all just go home. stuck in there. Yeah. But then Mrs. Brisby shows up. And we hear her on her way up 
Yeah. Like while Jenner's giving a speech, off in the distance, we hear, Justin! <laughs> Justin! Jenner's yeah. like, well, guess we gotta go home. Guess we better go. We should probably all go. Get your things. Let's go. Time to go. Nobody listen to that tiny lady. <laughs> Getting ever closer. Um. So Aegis tells Brisby that Nicodemus has died. He's, he's right over there, in fact. Yeah. And she explains to them all, Nim is coming and is going to kill you and is going to take the rosebush rose bush out in an attempt to exterminate you all. Yeah. And Jenner's like, don't listen to her. She's crazy. Yeah. And I do wish she had been like, I was trapped in the house. Yeah. I heard the farmer on the phone. Yeah. They're coming in the morning. Yeah. Instead of just being like, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. Right. Like, how do you know this? Yeah. Yeah. You have like a minute to explain. Um, but Jenner tries to stop her and then Justin comes to fight him. And then Jenner sees that she has the amulet and Jenner's just like, oh, I want that actually. And starts yeah. fighting her for it, which again. Why? What does Where he it want it for? What He's is it? not what remotely power does it give courageous. You? Yeah. Courageous. Courageous. <laughs> it's like, I knew I fucked it up, but I couldn't figure <laughs> out how. That felt wrong. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, so then Sullivan comes and brings Justin a sword. Mm-hmm. And Jenner slashes Sullivan. Yeah. There's more sword fighting. Justin realizes that Jenner killed Nicodemus on purpose, which I don't really know how he figured that out. He's just like, wait a minute. And Jenner's like, yeah, I totally fucking did, which is doesn't make any sense to admit to that. No. In that moment. And then Justin stabs him. But he's not dead yet. So he, he sneaks up on Justin and is going to get him. But then the nameless rat, which his name is Sullivan, throws a <laughs> dagger and stabs him in the back before dying. Wow, it's just it's very dramatic. It is there, and there's you know actual blood, mm-hmm. which is rough. Yep, there's like real violence, mm-hmm. but also I know we've said this so many times, but I have to say it again. Why is a bad guy gotta be dark and have a big nose? Yeah. Why is his nose so much bigger than Justin's? Why is his skin so much darker? Yeah, there was dirty teeth. There's no reason why. He couldn't be brown and Justin couldn't be gray. You know, their right. overall demeanor paints them as good and bad. Yes. They don't have to look the part. Quote, unquote. Yeah. I mean, in fact, it would be groundbreaking if Jenner didn't look like a villain, you know, with yeah. all of these like stereotypes. He was like, yeah, he's just a super nice guy. Look at him. So trustworthy. Yeah. But he's like, no, no, no. You got to know that he's slimy and evil and backstabby. And there's like, Ugh. yeah. Consumed perpetuating this shit by his lust he for can power. Be all of those things without looking like that. Yeah, I know it's just frustrating, just and unnecessary. Yeah, especially I mean, if he's supposed to be this like influential, charismatic politician, it would make more sense if he too was like you know really handsome looking and sleek and yeah, all these things. Yeah, I no. guess that's why he only has one friend. Yeah, who's dead now? Because he killed him. Because he's bad, which we knew from the beginning. I'm like, yeah, just look at him. He's the darkest rat. That's <laughs> how it works. Yep. Um, where the hell were we? So Mrs. Brisby goes back to her house, which is half in the mud. Yeah. And takes a minute to cry. You know, she's very overwhelmed. A lot just happened in the last 10 minutes. But then her house starts sinking. Yeah. So she yells to Justin and the rats get moving, which I guess they like, do they like plug up the walls kind of? Yeah, so it looks that they like could- it. Yeah. Because it's just a cinder block. Yeah, just move it all at yeah. once. Yeah. Um. So the kids are all trapped in there. It's filling up with mud. Yeah, and they're trying not to... The 
the kids are trying not to get covered in mud. Mm-hmm. And they, at one point they go, what about Timmy? And they just don't address <laughs> what's happening to Timmy in his room. Yeah. Because he can't get above the mud. Nope. He's, He's just laying in bed. probably already drowned. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess <laughs> it's good that they said something. It's also very much they keep like, I mean, whatever. It's a cartoon, but. They keep lifting this one cinder block and then they show the inside and it has like four different rooms. Yeah, and, <laughs> and it's, it's like, huge. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so Cynthia has fallen in the mud and then the whole house is sinking in the mud and then Mrs. Brisby loses the amula in the mud. Justin runs in and grabs her while the rats are trying to pull the house out. They're all like trying to tie rope ba- around it and pull it back up, but the ropes keep snapping because it's like the quicksand is too strong. Mm-hmm. And they're just like watching it sink and then the amulet flies out of the mud glows above mrs brisby and then we hear nicodemus being like everything is oh courageous heart opens locks whatever the fuck he said (laughs) and then she grabs it and it's really hot Mm -hmm. and so she drops it but then she picks it up again and like you can tell it's hurting her but she's holding on she starts growing growing she starts glowing and Grabs the rope and her house just floats up out of the mud. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah, it takes a long time to yeah. do that. Yeah. Very showy, very dramatic cinder block we've got. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Yeah. It floats its own self over to the lee of the stone where it'll be safe forever, apparently. Yeah. And then she stops glowing and she lays down and goes to sleep. She doesn't pass out. She's like, okay, I'm going to take a little nap right here. Like, (laughs) she curls up and she's like, yep. All right, everybody's safe going to sleep. That's enough for me. (laughs) Um, So it's the next morning. We see the Nim trucks are in the driveway. And then we go over in the field near the tractor where Mrs. Brisby and her kids are playing. It looks so cute. It really does. Um, Cynthia is bandaging Mrs. Brisby's hands because she burnt them on the amulet. Timothy is still inside, but he's up and moving and he's complaining. I'm tired of being in bed all the time. It's really cute because they're outside the house in the yard, like playing or whatever. And then it's like the bottom of a a glass bottle Mm -hmm. is the window. Yeah. And he's just kind of sitting in it, watching everybody play outside. Yeah. I'm like, that's cute. They don't have to play right outside his window, damn. Yeah. No, they do. (laughs) They're like giving him little middle fingers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck you, Timmy. We, we almost died because of you, bitch. That's true. <laughs> Where'd you even get pneumonia? <laughs> and then uh Jeremy shows up with all the string. Like so much string. <laughs> so late. He's so late I forgot about him. It was a good call though for him for I mean, I wonder if Mrs. Brisby was just like, I have to get Jeremy out of here, yes. actually. <laughs> I think so. Could I mean, you imagine if nice he if showed she up? Said it? Yeah. <laughs> Helping. In the middle of all of that. <laughs> Yeah. He'd have gotten stabbed for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, But so he's like, hey, he wanders off with all his string and trips right into a lady's voice. We can't see it happening. It's in the tall grass, but we, you know, we well, go, whoa. He's standing and a, another crow hits him. Oh, does she? Yeah. He I goes to leave and then a crow just like falls out of the sky into him and they go into the tall grass. Okay. Yeah. Um, But so he comes running back out and he's like, Mrs. Brisby, you got to give me the sparkly chicks dig a sparkly you know i gotta give it to her yeah and mrs brisbane's like well i don't have it anymore i gave it to justin and he's like who the hell is justin <laughs> my tall like, rat friend well go be athletic and he's like yeah i can do that and then he runs and trips into her again yeah but she apparently loves string and also laughing and falling down so yep they are 
happy meant for each other yep she has her little feathers up in a bow yeah that's kind of cute yeah even though i hate this yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then teresa i think i misspoke earlier teresa is the one bandaging her hands Oh, yeah. Teresa asks if the rats really moved and Mrs. Brisby is like, yeah, maybe we'll go see them someday. And then the shrew shows up and is like, meh. And then Jeremy and the lady crow fly away holding some string in their feet, like holding the same piece of string and they're laughing the whole time. Yeah. The end. Yep. The end. Oof. I know. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. I mean, I just like, I didn't expect to dislike this movie as much as i did i know yeah i didn't either honestly i was kind of just like watching enjoying sort of following along and like halfway through i was like i don't like this yeah (laughs) what is happening yeah there's so many holes yeah and not only that but like i think you mentioned earlier but just them trying to like it's like they're trying to get something across but it doesn't quite happen yeah like the hang up with stealing electricity was weird yeah like, what are you trying to, like, the bad guy was, like, a freeloader because he wanted to keep stealing electricity. Yeah. And that's what made him bad. Right. So what are we trying to say? You know, like, that's weird. Yeah, it's very weird. And I do He's feel... He's got points to be like, we're safe here. We've built a whole life here. Yeah, we're three feet underground. Yeah. Like, it's gonna be hard to get rid of all of this. Yeah. I don't know. I don't either. Yeah, so uh, replay, rewind. No, thank you. <laughs> I, know, I know, which I was like, I'm sorry, Tom Bluth, but like, what I happened? I know. Did it make you cry? No. Did it make you fall asleep? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the movie's fault, though. No, fair. that's true. So it came out July 2nd, 1982, which we already knew. Yep. Had a budget of 6.3 to $7 million, depending on who you ask. Actually, <laughs> I know exactly what happened there, and I'll explain it later. Oh, okay. Um, it has it made fourteen point seven million dollars. Eventually, it did not do well in the box office, uh. but with rentals and stuff, it made back its money and then some. Okay, it has a ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. As soon as I typed that in, I was like, "Well, I'm gonna be talking about that in the year end wrap up." Going, oh, what a ninety three? What? Why? Why? From whom? Everyone, I guess. Okay. Everybody, I don't get it. Everybody liked it. Um, Roger Ebert really liked it gave it three stars yeah he said he like ends his little you know review with the secret of nim is an artistic success it looks good moves well and delights our eyes it is not quite such a success on the emotional level however because it has so many characters and involves them in so many different problems that there's nobody for the kids in the audience to strongly identify with yeah for sure yeah i guess you could say that the disney tradition lives but that the disney magic still remains elusive fair and then Siskel, in his own review, said that it was charming, but littered with too many unimportant characters. Yeah. And that Dom DeLuise inserted too much of himself into the character of Jeremy. No, he's no, the best part impossible. of the movie. Despite this, Siskel found the film, particularly the second half, to be a genuine pleasure and felt that even adults will be drawn into the story by the end, giving it three stars out of four. Uh, I disagree. Charles Champlin, who was one of the lead critics for the LA Times at the time, mm-hmm. who we normally talk about. Yeah. Uh, declined to review the movie, citing that it was a conflict of interest because he had provided the voice for some of the Nim rats in the crowd. Well, that's cute. I know. They're <laughs> so like, we'll get him I on our it. side. Yeah. So, people we have heard of before, perhaps. Oh, our string board. Yeah. Get out the string board. Get it out. Like I said, The Great Owl is voiced by John Carradine. Teresa the Mouse is voiced by Shannon Doherty, who's in Heather's, Small Rats, Charmed, etc. Oh, uh, yeah. Martin the Mouse is, of course, voiced by Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. 
is the first movie for both Will Wheaton and Shannon Doherty, oh, which is really cute. cute. And then Mr. Ages is voiced by Arthur Malay or Mallet. Mm. Not sure. Who was in Mary Poppins, Halloween, Anastasia, A Little Princess, and plays Toodles in Hook. Oh, cute. Yeah. It's marbles. It's got a ton of like really great people in it. And the other people, too, where I was like, I think I've heard this name. I've just not seen any of these things. Yeah. But it was like very serious, like well-known yeah like actors and voice actors at the yeah time, lots of big names so. yeah that's cool yeah it is as i mentioned at the top based on a book called mrs frisbee and the rats of nim which is mostly the same until it branches off right at the end mm. jenner is way less of a threat in the book and in fact we don't really interact with him we just hear that he has taken a group of rats to live elsewhere because he didn't he just disagrees with nicodemus huh. and the other rats yeah While Frisbee is captured in the birdcage, she overhears the farmer talking to his family about a group of rats that got electrocuted while trying to steal a small motor from a hardware store. Oh, shit. And a group of men are interested in these rats and tell the farmer, well, we'll come exterminate the rats in your rosebush for free. And then when Justin comes and saves Mrs. Frisbee and they go to warn the other rats, it's the rats who are like, oh, that was probably Jenner's group who got electrocuted. And it's probably Nim who is coming for us. Yeah. So they're the ones who put it all together. So they move Mrs. Frisbee's rat. Uh, they move Mrs. Frisbee's house with no problems. And then they go disassemble their own homes and take away anything. Oh, the electricity and yeah. like, the amenities that they've built so that Nim doesn't suspect anything. It's weird. They leave 10 rats behind so it doesn't look totally abandoned so that Nim doesn't come looking for them elsewhere. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, we found them. These are the rats. Yeah. And they like pump poison in there and eight of the rats escape, but two of them end up dying in the tunnels. And then Timmy recovers and the Frisbee rats move to their summer home. Okay. Which is like they spent all this time moving their winter home, I guess. And then they were like, anyway, we're moving to our summer home now. Yeah. Why don't you just just do that? I guess because he couldn't go outside. Um, The book has no magic. And Nicodemus is not old. He's just kind of in charge. Is there a big scary owl in it? I don't know. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because he just seems very superfluous. Like, why is he there? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. I can look it up. But I'm pretty sure, yeah, that like everything was the same until they get to the end of like moving her yeah. house because Nicodemus doesn't die. Oh, yeah. He's not like this old wise. Yeah. yeah so there's an owl at some point. Interesting. Um, yeah. So... Of course, when we talk about any Don Bluth film, but especially this one, we got to talk about his complicated relationship with Disney. Yeah, my favorite. So this is Don Bluth's first feature-length film mm-hmm. after he left Disney, taking Gary Goldman and John Pomeroy yep. and eight other animators mm-hmm. with him, as we know. Yeah. While they were working at Disney, I think we've already explained this in other yeah, we episodes, have. But, but you know, yeah. if you haven't heard this. <laughs> Let's refresh. We'll refresh you. So while those three were working at Disney, they worked in their own time on a short film called Banjo the Woodpile Cat. And they asked the CEO of Disney to look at it, but he refused. Mm. And Goldman said, that pulled the enthusiasm rug out from under us. We hoped that the studio might like what we were doing and agree to buy the film and allow us to finish the short film in the studio, which would allow us to recoup what we had spent in terms of money and the many hours that we and the other members of the team had invested in the film. Yeah. But I mean, bro, you work at Disney. Like you should know that they're not going to... Yeah, they're still only making a movie every four years. I know this was a short film, but yeah, they're really focused. They're the, really tightening up. And like, in '82, like the animation department is still on shaky ground at Disney. Oh yeah, 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 because they just put out Rescuers in '79, and that didn't do super well. Yeah, so like it's we, not. Yeah, we all know Disney animation was on the brink 
of going under until the little mermaid yes for quite some time (laughs) and so yeah it's like this really like shaky yeah volatile kind of group they had just like well for 101 dalmatians was which was in the 60s but they'd like fired a bunch of people you know and then here come these three dudes who are like we've been working on our own project do you want to look at it it's like no we absolutely don't get back to work (laughs) yeah oh do you, you have all kinds of free time maybe you should just go so that doesn't make any sense also it just seems like don bluth has been bitching for the past like 20 years at disney you know he bitched oh, yeah. his way through fox and the hound yeah and he bitched his way through the rescuers and i mean he had like valid points mm-hmm. but he's just like the complaining guy at this point he's yeah like, and i made my own thing and they're like well we don't fucking want to see it Don. Yeah. I know. I feel like every movie that we covered, it would be like, and Don Bluth was about to leave. Yeah. <laughs> for like 20 years. Yeah. I mean, he straight up, he called the rescuers the straw that broke the camel's back, or he's yeah. like, I'm not doing this more, doing this anymore. So, I mean. He was they, under a lot of straws by that point, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> many, 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 many straws. Yeah. He's a fucking scarecrow. So. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, I, I can't imagine that they were, like, super sad to see him go. Obviously, he's very talented. And same thing with, like, Goldman and Pomeroy, you know, and these eight animators that they took with him. Yeah. Like, they've contributed a lot. But it's also, there probably was a little bit of, like, well, at least it's quiet now. And he's not complaining about everything we do. True. Yeah. So they finally all leave. And they made this as their first feature film. Yeah. Which someone had given a copy of the book to Don Bluth in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And he approached Wolfgang Reitherman, who directed Sword in the Stone. Right, yeah. A bunch of other stuff. They'd worked together a bunch, yeah. Yeah. And he was like, what if we made this into a movie? It's a really great story. And Wolfgang Reitherman was like, one, it's too, it's way too dark. Like, okay. that's not ours. Black Cauldron. Right. Um. Also, we already have a mouse. His name is Mickey. Maybe you've heard of him. Okay. And we just made a movie about mice called The Rescuers. We're we're off mice. <laughs> we we're done with mouse, mice. Which I mean, they would go on to make the Great Mouse Detective and the Rescuers Down Under. I but was going to say, I know there were more mice. Yeah, but at that point, he was just like, "We're done with the mice." So it just it just sounds like on both sides, a bunch of whiny babies fighting over children's cartoons, and it's like maybe we should all just take a fucking step back. Yeah, or but, you know, Don Bluth, go get a loan, open your own studio, which is what he did. He just should have done it sooner. Yes, he should have done. It. He had great ideas, eventually. Yeah. He needed some other people to rein him in and maybe, like, make his ideas make sense. But, you know, the man, for one thing, the man can draw a mouse. And for two, <laughs> he can I draw mean, an owl. Yeah. his, you know, his movies are visually interesting. Yeah, for There's sure. There's no denying that. Yeah. Whether or not they make sense. Yeah, he should be an animator. Should he write movies? Right. I don't think so. Yeah, he yeah. wrote, like, one really good one, and it's devastating. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. <laughs> yep. Go so, draw a dinosaur. Go draw. Why don't you just go draw a dinosaur? Maybe it'll calm down. <laughs> but The Secret of Nim also struggled in a big way in the box office, too. So it had been picked up by a studio called Universal Artists, which yeah. was, I mean, doing really well. It was responsible for the Rocky franchise. It also made the Pink Panther movies, which I know you love. Yep. But love Universal them. Artists had just thrown in the towel because they had a huge box office flop called Heaven's Gate, which is not about the cult, oh. but is about like... I was like, cowboys, I guess. But I was reading about Heaven's Gate and it's like, there's like a war scene and like horses for real die. Oh. And they like, there's like actual cockfighting happening. And like, they just like. (laughs) What? Yeah. It says that Heaven's Gate is like the reason that movies say no animals were harmed in the making of this film because they 
like other Up movies until really that point. want to let you know like no we didn't fucking kill a horse we wouldn't do that that does seem like the right place for don bluth's movies though yeah truly because they're so violent yeah well so universal artists was like fuck it we're never recovering from nope. heaven's gate yep so they just up and sold the whole studio and all their projects to mgm owner kirk kirkorian mm. which his name is not important but is fucking ridiculous yes. and i wanted to say it out loud kirk kirk <laughs> who why Died. don't do this to yeah. your child it's rude but MGM was extremely busy with their new project at the time, a little film called Poltergeist, and had no interest in an animated movie. So they did nothing for it. Yeah. They did it. There was no fanfare. There was no advertisement. There was like, whatever. Here's your stupid movie. Like, we bought everything that Universal Artists own, so we have to finish this project, but we truly don't care. Yeah, we're not giving you anything extra. Exactly. Yeah. Not to mention Blade Runner. Wrath of Khan, The Thing, and E.T. were all being released right around the same time. Oh, shit. Those were all, like, the summer hits happening. And also, Disney's Tron was being released, I believe, also in July. Damn. And Disney was calling up movie theaters saying, don't fucking play Tron and Nim as a double feature. We will not allow it. Oh, their reasoning, they said, was because they wanted Tron paired with another Disney movie. But it's it was they definitely because they were super butthurt <laughs> yeah. about Don Bluth taking 11 people with him. Yeah. It was just like, grow up. God, I fucking so, hate Disney. <laughs> I know. <laughs> They're so I petty. Know, it's like, how dare you make these things that I love and cherish, but you're I the know. worst. Jesus. So, originally, the budget for this movie was $6.5 million. Mm-hmm. But then after production had started, the studio was like, actually, no, cut it back. You know, MGM was like, again, we don't give a shit about this project. Yeah. You can't have 6.5 million. And they're like, well, we kind of already planned to have that. Yeah, we can't just not now because we we already started. We need it. So Gary Goldman and a couple of the other producers had to mortgage their houses in order to come up with the $700,000 that they were missing. Which fortunately they did make it up eventually. Yeah. But- for some of the things that went well and some of the things that they did differently, which is just really cool, there are over 600 colors used in this movie. Jesus. Mr. Ages alone has 26 different colors like in his design. That's so much. Which is definitely not a petty reaction of Don Bluth being told to shut up about how the mice and the rescuers like eyes were the same color. And we as can't afford skin. more colors. Yeah, he's like, it's too hard. And he's like, I'm putting 600 colors in this fucking movie. <laughs> which I mean, again, it's very visually interesting you know even the parts that are gross it is fun to look at i feel like that's such a good example of okay yeah cool it looks cool Mm -hmm. it really does you did great visually stunning yeah charlotte's web right was made with two colors (laughs) yeah and it holds a larger place in my heart right than whatever this bullshit was don blue (laughs) like we had a box of rose art crayons (laughs) We made it work. We animated. Guys in the background aren't even moving. Yeah. (laughs) We animated five things. Yeah. That's it. No, I know. They also had some special effects that had never been seen in movies before, like when the amulet glows or when the dew is like sparkling. Yeah, that was that was cool. Um, And I read about how they did that, but I'm not an animator. I don't make. No, but we we do be reading about it. So just from my limited knowledge and understanding, it seems like. They did that. They called it like a multiplaning technique. So again, you know, which is like that was standard at the time, yeah, but yeah. multiple layers so mm-hmm. things could have depth. But then they backlit the layers ah. so that it would like glow from within, which was cool, really cool. Yeah. 
And Don Bluth had to request custom camera mounts because nothing like what he wanted existed at the time. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just really neat that he was, like, inventing machinery, you know, to, like, fulfill his vision. So, yeah, that is cool. The backlighting, the glowing. It just reminded me of Black Cauldron. And I, you know, couldn't remember when it came out. Mm -hmm. It came out in 85. Yeah. And that was the first time they did, like, the mist in the Black Cauldron was, like, real. Yeah. And they incorporated it into the movie, which was really cool. But then now I'm like, hang on. Y'all, Wolfgang, 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 Ritherman Mm -hmm. was like, the secret of Nim is too dark. Yeah. But then Disney made Black Cauldron three three years later. Right. He's like, well, did Wolfgang Ritherman work on Black Cauldron? I don't know. I don't remember. So maybe he wasn't around. (laughs) But it just seems like that's a stupid reason to. It's a very stupid reason. I don't know. They tried to. Gary Goldman was sad that he fully expected this movie to get a PG rating and it got rated G. And he was like, um, it's pretty fucking dark. Yeah. And he was kind of worried that that would alienate like a slightly older audience. You know, he was like, the older kids aren't going to want to go see it because it's like for babies. And also it's not for babies. Yeah. But they got a G rating somehow. Oh, no. The Fox and the Hound guys did Black Cauldron. Okay. Which I know we've talked about before. Yeah. I just can't keep it all in my brain. No, it's too much. Another cool thing that Don Bluth did. He agreed to a profit-sharing contract for the animators, which had never been done before in an animated film. That's cool. It means that animators would be offered a cut of the film's profits, which is usually only reserved for producers, directors, and star actors. Yeah. He was like, no, you guys are going to make more if this movie makes money. Yeah, they're the ones doing the work. Exactly. So it's just really cool that he was like, no, I've been on the animator side. I know, you know, and I want you guys to be successful too which i mean it just makes sense because then all your animators have like a way more vested interest in a movie looking good and doing well yeah and they take more pride in it yeah yeah absolutely who knows so for my last two things which i thought were really goofy and cute tell me one of the animators gary truesdale rescued an injured owl from the la river he took it to the vet and got it all fixed up and then kept it in a cage for a little while in the studio to serve as a reference for the animators for the great owl are you sure he was okay that owl well, they let him go. Well, but they drew him looking like that. <laughs> I don't think that owl is okay. <laughs> I think he needs to go back to the vet. Like, that. <laughs> like here's an owl shape. <laughs> Something wrong Use with this owl. Your imaginations from there. It keeps. Uh, Gary, the the owl's eyes are glowing. Is that, is that normal? Was it doing that before? Why does it keep giving me dire warnings? <laughs> is this a symptom or something? <laughs> so anyway. When he let the owl go, he said he watched it fly for a mile and land on a roof next to another owl, and then they flew away together. Huh. He didn't want to catch that owl. He just wanted to make it late for something. Bullshit. (laughs) Show me the inside of your lip. Show me your vet visit receipt. (laughs) It's just, I don't know. I guess that other owl was waiting for him, which is really cute. That is cute. I don't think owls hang out together, though. This this one's like, you're under arrest. (laughs) You spent too much time with humans. That's an owl cop. Oh, I don't think you're going to get away that easily, buddy. <laughs> Tried to commit suicide in the fucking, river. It was a member of the owl mob. <laughs> they tried to kill him in the she river. They tried to it, give it him didn't s- work. cement shoes. <laughs> and he lived. Some jackass came and saved him. Like, this this owl is a criminal. The owl's like, I'm the great fucking owl. Unhand me. Unwing me, you idiot. <laughs> I'm in a movie. (laughs) I'm famous. Oh, my God. (sighs) And (laughs) so another animator had a pet rat 
named Waldo. Oh, cute. And they built him a little catwalk, or rent walk, if you will, around the animation studio so he could just run around during the day. And they could all kind of look at him and be like, that's how a rat moves, you know. Yeah, that's cute. Rat feet. Yeah. But then apparently Julie Andrews asked to be given a tour of the studio. I don't know why. Yeah. She just was like, sounds great. Let me see it. And they were like, why not? You're Julie Andrews. Yeah. And then she walked in and was like shocked to see a rat running loose and had to like sit down and recover herself while Don Bluth explained like, no, he's a part of the staff. Like he works here. <laughs> we pay him in he's Cheerios. one of us. <laughs> I just love like the idea of her coming in and being like, "Oh, that's oh, Donald. It's lovely." Oh, <laughs> and, like, <laughs> what is a, that? Heaven to have a lie down. Oh, there's Waldo. <laughs> Man, what a fucking movie, eh? <sighs> what a ride. Yeah, I truly, you know, I wanted so badly to like it, and maybe if I had seen it as a child i would have that like rockadoodle nostalgia right yeah just watching rockadoodle through a critical eye is just like this movie makes no sense oh yeah the movie's terrible but But i love it yeah yeah but i feel ways about it you know and i watched it so much as a kid maybe i would have that same feeling but i don't know none of these characters are like there's just (laughs) there's so much happening and none of it gets explained yeah there's too much going on for sure for an 80 minute movie yeah i think I think the ca- I like all of the characters. Mm-hmm. I like the animation. It's like maybe if it wasn't their first movie as a studio, maybe if they didn't have you know all their shit sold mm-hmm. over and over again. Yeah, maybe if they had more money invested, you know, it could have been better. Because I do think that the story itself is cool and interesting and unique. Yeah, but yeah, and it, the yeah, you know, sometimes you got to take a little more time. To explain and yeah. flesh out. Yeah. You and know, and, and I wrap think up. The magical part of it, too, which is kind of the same problem that we had with Rockadoodle. Mm-hmm. It's like, why is there just suddenly magic, Don Bluth? Yeah. Why are the owls magic? Yeah. Or the one owl is magic? What? Right. So it almost seems like his way to like cut corners. Yeah. Of like, well, we don't have enough time to explain all of this. So there's just magic. It's fine. But. <laughs> but in this one, you've got a source material. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a blueprint. It doesn't use magic. Why are you deviating so big? Because you want to draw sparkles? And you want to kill Nicodemus? Yeah, why? I so, mean, and making him old was fine and cool. I liked his Fu Manchu. His. I wasn't going to bring it up. <laughs> but it's like a foot shorter on one side. What happened? Does he just nibble on it when he gets bored? <laughs> Got it caught in the door. <laughs> like it touches the ground on one side and not on the other. I didn't notice that. Why? Just too busy looking at his glowing eyeballs, I guess. <laughs> He's like, my eyes are up here. <laughs> <laughs> Leave my mustache alone. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It it needs so much more. Yeah. And I think a lot of the time, Don Bluth needs somebody to go rubber duck this to me, Don. You know how, like, the trick of developers have a rubber duck on their desk? No. And if you... Oh, so it's, like, people who write code and stuff. Yeah. They have a rubber duck on their desk, and if they get stuck, it's like, explain it out loud to this duck. You will find the thing that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Don Bluth needs that. Yeah. He needs a human being who goes, okay, tell me what's going on, and then goes, what? (laughs) Do, no pause hang on say that to me again yeah. and like really like i don't think the problem at disney was the lack of color 
I think it's that. Don't, because there are 600 colors in this movie. I think the problem was that they had editors and you didn't like what they had to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, he definitely, he did need to just, like, go out on his own and maybe if he weren't such, like, a whiny man, he could have done it better at Disney. Yeah, and he also just wanted to kill characters. Yeah, and that's That was his problem with Fox and the Hound, because Chief didn't die. Yeah, and but he's right. That's what I'm saying. Like he's right about that. He's right about but like Nicodemus the coloring. Didn't need to die in this movie. No, he went out of his way. His reasons for leaving, for being upset at Disney, I feel like were valid. Yeah, because they were cutting corners, you know, sure. and they were trying to like do as little as possible, and they were taking the heart out of the animation and stuff like that. But the stories <sighs> made sense. But the stories made sense. I mean, yes, he was right. They could have taken the five seconds to color in their eyeballs, you know, just pay attention to those details and actually give a shit about what you're doing. Yes, they should have killed Chief. The story doesn't make any sense. It's got no weight otherwise. Yes. But like, I feel like he went about it all wrong. I don't know. It wasn't there. And also, yeah, he just, I don't know. But I mean, they were, this movie probably could have done a lot better even financially, if they'd have been given, like, the tools to promote it, right, if yeah. MGM had given a shit. If MGM had cared, maybe somebody there would have been like, let's just make sure that what you're putting out is good. Yeah, let's you make know, sure for your first time yeah. movie. Yeah. And also, I mean, they had to spend a ton of money just buying the things that they didn't have mm-hmm. to make a movie, which yeah, is really yeah. hard, too. So, I mean, they put together a product that a lot of people love. I just, like, I don't why? know why. I don't either. <laughs> I don't understand. 93. Uh, I don't get it. There's so many movies that deserve a 93 that don't have them. Yep, it's true. I don't know. I just, um, I was ready to enjoy this movie. Yeah, A lot too. more. Than I yeah. Did. What are you going to okay. do? Um, if anybody out there knows Don Bluth, um, let him know. We well, want to talk. Apparently, I, you can go to his college. I don't have $10,000 for that. No, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, which is cool. I would be a cool dude to learn yeah. Yeah, animation I, from. I have zero qualms with his animation mm-hmm. his imagination all mm-hmm. of it is great mm-hmm. yeah he just needs a literal he needs an editor, editor. yeah he and stephen king <laughs> could split the cost <laughs> they could share one i don't know <laughs> like i love stephen king but he suffers from the same thing oh he yeah <laughs> he really does okay well we're gonna go we are gonna talk about <laughs> this 80 minute movie for 160 minutes now so we're good. gonna get out of here good but um thank you for listening and sticking around if you love this movie i'm sorry why explain yeah let us know and you can do that by messaging us on instagram at replay rewind podcast or emailing us at replay rewind podcast at gmail.com if you want to listen to our other episodes they're on all the platforms apparently google podcast is also going away soon so another oh. one bites the dust that'll be they're no shutting that down in march it, i guess guess okay. not um i mean i don't know anybody that uses it so it makes sense truly for now it's on google podcasts it's on spotify apple whatever else is left i don't know <laughs> i guess soon there'll just be fewer things for us to list off yeah that's, that's okay. true yeah wherever you're listening to, to it now try and remember them all mm-hmm. if you would like to listen to our bonus episodes you can get those over on patreon patreon.com slash replay rewind podcast bonus episodes bonus content coloring pages yeah you know sign up a couple bucks a month helps us out here we're gonna buy some insulation for the pod cave i'm very excited and it was all paid for by our lovely members and we will shout your name out on the show if you do that we'll send you a sticker in the mail we will be eternally grateful Mm -hmm. we'll be externally grateful and internally (laughs) 
and eternally. Eternally. If you want to support us financially, but you don't want to commit to the Patreon, you can go over to our coffee page. That's ko-fi.com slash replay rewind podcast. And we've got some physical merch over there, like magnets and stickers and pins and the coffee page, the coloring pages that bucket snake just mentioned are over there for download and you can just download like one episode at a time like if you want to know our opinion on die hard that's over there and you can go listen to it you'll get it and we'll get yeah (laughs) you'll 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 get the opinion and then we'll get some dollars so we can keep doing things like sitting in here and just ripping your favorite childhood movie to shreds (laughs) sorry but in a warm environment yeah yes exactly i think that's it yeah in the meantime Stay fresh, cheese bags. And don't forget to reduce, reuse, recycle, replay. And revise that script. <laughs> just, just give it a little another look. You know? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.